Welcome to Training for Womanhood. Be fit, be healthy, be happy. Where I help you go through some of the overlooked health issues that we as women go through during womanhood. Welcome to another episode of Training for Womanhood. Be fit, be healthy, be happy. This week I'm going to talk about the menopause and hot flashes. I know I've spoken about this before, but it does need to be reiterated because this is the number one issue that women experience as they transition into menopause. Now, we know we've got three stages of menopause. Some people have four. Depends on who you talk to, but we have peri menopause, menopause and post-menopause and this all starts when estrogen, progesterone and testosterone which are the sex hormones start to reduce over time. This reduction can take about 10 to 15 years and it starts when women are around 45 or it can start much earlier. I've heard as early as 30. So the hot flash again is the most common symptom of the menopause and it impacts approximately 85% of women that go through the menopause. As a menopause coach, the majority of my clients are going through this period, peri, and experience hot flashes. Some are having mild issues, whilst others are really having unpleasant, yucky symptoms, full-on sweats, clammy, and again, hot flashes, just feeling really, really horrible. If you do experience hot flushes, you'll do almost anything to cool down. Almost anything. My experience was to always declothe, always strip off. So I wore layers so that I could strip down when required. And of course, strip down appropriately as well. Other women have splashed water in the, on their faces, stepped outside of a building, or even opened the fridge door and kind of stuck their head in. Whatever suits you and whatever makes you feel better, I say. Then minutes later, you get the chill factor coming in. You feel chilly and are dripping from sweat. Also, your heart rate will kind of increase as well. This kind of activity will affect you day to day, especially if you are in an office and especially if you're um, chairing a meeting. How awful must that be for some women? This experience can be really intense for some women. There's a solution, and also why does this happen? Again, the drop in estrogen levels during menopause disrupts the neurons in the brain. So what is the resolution to this, and why does this happen? Well, the drop in the sex hormone have an impact on the neurons in the brain. It actually disrupts the operation of the hypothalamus, and we know that the hypothalamus is kind of like the the body's temperature gauge. That goes chaotic. The hypothalamus is supposed to correct temperature changes within the body, and it does. However, during this transition period, it seems to overcorrect way too much. It sometimes thinks you're standing in the desert in a 200 degree heat. Because of this, surface level blood vessels dilate. Larger or wider blood vessels allow more blood to reach the skin surface. As well as all of that going on, the smaller and larger blood vessels dilating, the brain kicks off again and tells the sweat glands that it's your time to come in, crank up the waterworks. Again, 
because of all this invisible activity happening in the body, the heart rate will increase and possibly cause slight anxiety. All of this mad flushing will last for approximately five to 10 minutes. Then, of course, the reverse happens. The body cools down and the chill factor begins all over again. For many women, this sequence of events can happen hourly and last for many, many years. Remember, this is all a unique experience and the severity will be different from one woman to another. In reality, they are more frequent and intense the closer a woman gets to menopause and it peaks around a year after the final menstrual period. Genetics, race and ethnicity also plays a huge part in the menopausal symptoms with women from African descent most likely to report symptoms more than women of an East Asian descent. They report the least. Underlying conditions also play a part, play a role in the severity and whether you experience it or not, high blood pressure also can cause more frequent or intense hot flashes. There are an increasing range of menopause supporting supplements that claim to improve hot flashes. However, very few are effective. Do check out one of my previous podcasts where I do talk about supplements and vitamins that you can take to help you get through this period of your life. There are also a number of nutrition strategies that you can employ, which are more supported by research and more likely to help. Why don't we all start with one change at a time so that we can identify more directly any reaction or change that occurs in our body. We can also look at food choices. Hot flushes, remember I said, are a result of the brain overreacting to small changes in the body temperature. So when you eat, of course, food causes a rise in temperature, which is called the thermic effect of food. It also takes more energy for the body to digest and break down meat rather than other foods. So the thermic effect is greater. Once the thermic effect increases so we start to sweat it's just as simple as that hot flushes seem to be triggered by specific foods and drinks especially spicy foods and alcohol okay and i think we can all say that we've experienced that if we are going through the menopause not sure if that is what causes your issues why don't you experiment Be your own scientist. It's about empowering yourself and inspiring you to try new things. Why don't you have a food and symptoms journal? Track your foods, track your symptoms, trace it back. You can identify from that what causes your sweats and what causes your other symptoms. Why don't we take a look at alcohol and coffee? Both of these help to dilate the blood vessels. So why don't we tune into how these make you feel and make a note in your food and symptoms journal. Okay, coffee causes this, alcohol causes this. If I have two or three cups more, this happens. To be honest, this is your choice. For me, 
coffee would be worth the heat. And it definitely is worth the heat. Alcohol, I don't know. What about you? What I would do, since we're talking about liquids, is encourage drinking of water. Water helps to ease the issues with the digestive tract. It diminishes headaches, improves tiredness, poor concentration, and it also helps to regulate body temperature. We should also have a look at eating low processed foods. To be honest, all foods are processed. People say, don't eat processed foods. Well, what foods are you going to eat? All foods are processed in some kind of way. Just go for the least. So fish, veg, whole grains. Even the other day, I've just discovered that black rice and me get on extremely well. I haven't had a hot flush since I started eating black rice. Is it coincidence? I don't know, but I will continue on the journey. Low processed foods packed with nutrients to fight menopausal symptoms. The nutrients that it has are omega-369, reduce the frequency of hot flushes and the severity of hot flushes. We've got isoflavones, we've got phytoestrogens, both found in plant foods. These help, however, the research is mixed on these. Magnesium reduces hot flushes, insomnia, palpitations and irritability in a number of women. All of the above are good for midlife in general. A whole food diet, that's what I look at. Other minerals, calcium, help to support bone density. We've got iron and zinc, which I need because it helps cognitive health. My memory just going out the window. My memory is shocking, okay? Why don't we make small shifts to a more wholesome diet? And one that works for you. Switch out foods, for example, or eat smart. And when I say switch out foods, you're going to have a burger, you're going to have some fries. Why not switch out the fries for a salad? It's easy. Introduce small changes along the way. Eat smart. So in a nutshell, low processed foods help calm hot flashes and alcohol and spicy foods trigger. Thank you for listening to another episode of Training for Womanhood. Be fit, be healthy, be happy. Why don't you join my Facebook group? It's called Training for Womanhood. It's very simple to find. Join the group, get involved. Speak to you next week. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Training for Womanhood. Be fit, be healthy, be happy. Please stay tuned for future episodes and do please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow me on Instagram at dnice.fitness, that's D-N-Y-C-E, or via my website, dniceofitness.co.uk. I'd love to hear from you. And if you have questions of your own or need advice about your health and well-being or womanhood in general, please do send them through my way and I'll respond directly and also in future episodes. This podcast has been brought to you by D-Nice Fitness and produced by the great team at the Podcast Boutique. I'm your host, Denise Campbell. Have a wonderful week. Until next time.